Welcome to the Big Golf Show. I'm your host, Nick Andreco. Along with your host, Eric R. Bay. Eric, it's been a long time since we've been on the mic. It has. We've had a lot of interviews in the meantime. I'm still I'm still on my Gary high. That was a fun interview. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. The uh, Well, what are we, we're talking golf. We're talking business of golf, technologies, marketing. All those fun things relating to the business of golf. We've gotten a bunch of calls we've taken, we've fielded, if you will, uh, over the last couple, couple, of weeks couple of weeks about um, people getting ready for the season and uh, all the things that they want to be doing and should be doing and having questions about. So that's been really cool to have a lot of those talks. Um, seems like a handful a day almost. So we decided, hey, let's just uh, let's do a whole podcast about this. Yeah, let's let's chat about what what golf yeah. pros and what golf courses can do to get their business ready for the 2013 season. Because I know we're in the the middle south here, where it's uh, just starting to finally warm up, and I'm sure a lot of golf pros are getting ready to give a lot of lessons. You guys down in Florida, you've probably been teaching year round, maybe closing on the getting into the hot season here soon. But everybody up north is getting ready to teach, so we figured, yeah, let's talk about how to get your business ready digitally and i guess non-digitally for the season yeah so the guys that we've been talking to um kudos if you will to uh stand on top of it and it's not too late to get going here we probably have a good most people are probably starting to open a little bit or want to open in may um or may april april um but uh you know so you still got some time to get some stuff going here next you probably have a good month plenty of time anyways um eric want to talk about crms Um, crms yeah, let's talk about that. So as as any big company that's in kind of the client services industry, any company that deals with customers directly should have some sort of software or some way, some system to track their clients, whether they're existing clients or new potential clients. They should be tracking that information somehow, some way. Whether you're a golf pro and you just keep a notebook with all your current clients, maybe their email address and their phone number, or you have an Excel spreadsheet with all their clients' information. You know, maybe you got a full-blown CRM system. You know, an online tool that you pay for and use, that where you can upload a photo for them. You can keep lesson notes, uh, things you've talked about. Maybe even a way to send them a recap of your lesson would be really nice. But CRMs for any business, I mean, golf courses especially keeping track of uh, potential leads coming through in your website or people you've interacted with on Twitter and Facebook that may be interested in playing, keeping their information so you can contact them and market to them later is vital to growing your business. So we think, well, we use one for ourselves for golf web design. We use a content uh, customer relationship management tool. Yeah, and yeah, it's customer relationship management is CRM. That's what we say when we say CRM. And we yeah we use it for everybody i mean we have people that <clears throat> contacted us um a few years ago and you know nothing panned out for whatever reason and you know they contact us we've I mean, we come across that a lot this winter because we stay pretty busy in the winter time but um you know where we can we can search them and say oh yeah we remember we talked to you two or three years ago and you know they tell us the situation's been different or now they can have freedom to do what they want to do with their with their business or their golf course they switched companies or something like that and um, it's nice to have some kind of record absolutely to go off of yeah uh, everybody that contacts you no matter what even if you know they're not going to be a client right away yeah like you said 
Yeah, we put everyone that we talk to, we put into our system just so we can, you know, have some kind of reference point. And for teaching, I, I just don't know why, as a teacher, you wouldn't do this. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, th- to me, this is um, it's a no-brainer. I mean, what a great way to be able to collect data on your students. And when we say data, really, it's name, email. I mean, really, all you need is name and email. Honestly, phone number maybe. It, you can even go and grab Twitter addresses or a Facebook page. So you can go back and, you know, once a month, you know, add those new Twitter to your Twitter followers or those Twitter accounts or, uh, you know, like them on Facebook or whatever it is. Interact, give them a, a place to interact, and then also put them into your email database to where you're sending them reminders uh, for lessons or, you know, a, a birthday card or something. You know, set up... Um, Upcoming specials, clinics that you might be running, lesson packages, market anything to them. Putting their birthday in Google Calendar or iCal, so you get a notification that you know it's their birthday, you know tomorrow or today or whenever, whenever you want to set it, and you know send them a simple email, a happy birthday email, even if it's a template. Um, it yes. just it, it just gives you know if someone that takes a lesson from you a couple times a year, maybe they take one more because you sent them that, or two more because you sent them that. Um, or they get the bug again, you know, to, to hey, want to take a series or a package from you. And I think personally it's, every golf instructor should should keep a log of lesson notes from every lesson you've given to that student. I think that's invaluable because maybe you don't have the best memory and you haven't given a lesson to a student in a year. And you said, oh, man, what did we work on last time? You can go back and reference that, see what you worked on with that student, and more than likely you'll probably be working on those same things if they haven't uh, touched a club or haven't really worked on it since then but at least it gives you a reference point to what you worked on previously because a student will probably remember better than you because you're given tons of lessons every day so they'll probably remember exactly what you worked on you might need a refresher oh yeah this is well i think a lot of the top guys are doing this and you know this is for everybody so if the if you if you're not doing this i really you know we encourage you to um, look into doing this you know, starting small, at least like with an Excel document, if you don't want to spend the 10 or 15 or 20 bucks a month for a digital, you know, a really good digital one online. Um, but, you know, the guys that are doing this, you know, the guys that have already been doing this, they've been doing this for probably 10 or 15 years. You know, the guys that are on their stuff, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe reevaluate and see if you can add Twitter addresses or uh, Facebook pages or Pinterest pages, you know, maybe add some social elements. Yeah, just update it, clean it out. Maybe there's some students you know you're never going to teach again. Clean them out of your system so you're not, you know, sending to bad emails or anything like that or keeping your your database cluttered. You know, clean it out. Now's the perfect time if you're not giving a lot of lessons. I mean, I'd be sending out, if I had a database over the last 10 years, you know, if if, if I was a golf pro, or I am a golf pro, but if I was an active teaching golf professional, um, I would have probably have, you know, probably closing in on maybe couple thousand email addresses that you'd have collected over a 10-year period let's say maybe some people collect a thousand email addresses in a year great but um you know what a what a great thing to send out it's you know it's the end of march send it out and say hey (laughs) we have uh you know season starting let's you know let's come on out come on out i'm giving my lessons I'm, i'm doing less i'm doing our our lessons at a half hour price or i'm doing you know, I'm doing a big group clinic or whatever, whatever deals or, or promotions or anything you want to do if you if you even want to do those. But, you know, just just a reminder to get get your game started, kind of like, you know, get an oil change in the beginning of the season. Um, 
Yeah. I, I'd be doing that. I think that's fantastic. I mean, so clean up clean up your CRM system, whatever way you keep track of, of your students, of, of current students, potential students, and make sure you keep updating it as you go along. You know, design the process. We always talk everything about golf web design here. We like to design our processes so they're smooth. Whatever process you have, make it easy to do. So make sure throughout the season you have a system that's easy to update that student's information whenever you meet that student or right after you give a lesson or right before you give a lesson, whatever your process is, make sure it's easy. Make sure it's not a chore to, to where you dread it every time to have to go and put their information in. Design something that works for you so you can do it super quick and super easy in case you've got a really busy schedule. So you're not falling behind. So, oh, well, tomorrow morning I'll go in and write a recap of all these lessons. Then you forget about it, keep pushing off, pushing it off, and then your system never really works. Why even have a CRM if you're never going to update it? So make sure you design a system that's easy and built for you, not built for somebody else. So. Yeah, if you want questions, recommendations, you know, shoot us an email. Um, you know, Nick at GolfWebDesign.com or Eric at GolfWebDesign.com will we're happy to make some recommendations to you. Absolutely. You know, based we'll on whatever whatever your budget is. I mean, we can, you know, there's free versions out there that are okay, and there's paid versions out there that are really good and really bad. But, you know, but getting the word out, you know, is what we like to do. We like to tell the story. Um, email marketing, push notifications, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Trying to get, get your clients ready for the season. Tell them what's going to happen and get new clients for the season if that's what you're after. Yeah, so we got a lot of people asking um, a lot of a lot of our clients, a lot of conversations we're having right now is how what are what is their audience doing in 2013? Um, how are they you know how are they interacting with their club? How are they checking emails? Are they checking their Facebook pages? How what is the best way for courses and ultimately golf professionals that are teaching in academies to to get their messages out mm-hmm. without being you know, smothering, maybe spam, spamming, spamming inboxes, <laughs> annoying. You know, yeah, being annoying. So, how do you get let's, that word out to where you're intriguing and they want to, you know, yeah, do something? Let's chat about that for a minute. So, so there's email marketing. We've, I don't think we've talked about that in a previous podcast a little bit. We don't need to. Well, we don't need to jump too much into email marketing, but I do want to say it's kind of in relation to the CRM is that. You know, a lot of people have on their website like an e-club or an e-special, and that's great if you're being active with it. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping up, if you're with keeping it. up with it. Definitely. Yeah. But why aren't you collecting emails if you're not? If you are, again, I'll use the word kudos. That must be the. I don't know where that came from, but anyways, the um, collecting emails on the first tee when they check in the golf shop, you know, make it easy for them to sign up for a newsletter. You can be really um, you know, you can be really special and get an iPad Mini or a tablet. Give it to the starter on the first tee. Put it put it on the counter at the golf shop and just have your have a uh, have a place that so they can enter their their name and email. Mm-hmm. Think think outside of the box ways to, no. to collect their information. It doesn't have to be just on your website. And it, or it could be good old pen and paper and make the intern do it. Sure, make him <laughs> uh, put him into the system later on. Yeah. So either way, it is. There's. If you're doing 50,000 rounds of golf at your club, you should have a lot of emails. Absolutely. Obviously, you're not going to have 50,000. You're going to have repeat customers. But you should have 
well into the thousands. Yeah, if you're getting that much traffic at your golf course, there's there's no reason why a vast majority of those people won't give you their information. And they, they probably want to, if they're a regular customer, they want to receive specials or information of what's going on at the club. And, you know, for those, I'm going to rant about Twitter for a second, because if you're, um, even if you're not, if you don't understand Twitter and you haven't bought in yet to why Twitter is um, changing, <clears throat> you know, the communicate, how you communicate with people is, or, or social in general, is collecting these email addresses, collecting Twitter accounts or their social handles is important now because even if you're not doing it, if you're um, you're going to be hiring assistants or interns, I'm sure, in the next few years, um, and that's all they really know. Um, so they're going to be more proactive in saying, hey, okay, can we be doing this more? Can we? Do, uh, hey, I'll take the lead on this. Or are you making them take the lead on it? And, um, you know, these are the kids that grew up with this. Yeah, they're going to be really well-versed in how Does, all those doesn't, systems work. It doesn't mean they know how to use it. Most of the time they're they're using Facebook and Twitter to check out hot chicks when you're a teenager. but Or hot guys, I guess, if you're a girl. But, you know. <laughs> but anyways, you're, that's what they're using it for. It doesn't mean they know how to market your business. But what I'm saying is they grew up on those platforms. They know, they, they're, they, familiar they're familiar with them. They understand them. So collecting a database now and adding those to your Twitter account, even if you're just tweeting out small things uh, once a month or promotions, even if you're not using it, you're still building that that following and you're still building that database of of information that you can use later so maybe you're only using emails now maybe you're not even doing e-blasts um or email campaigns and as a quick side note as you mentioned there nick uh utilizing interns like that i know you and i were both interns at uh, several different golf courses and you know typically we get all the uh, i guess you call them crap jobs you got to go pick the range by hand or the side of the range whatever well, maybe start thinking about how you can utilize an intern to boost your marketing. Don't leave that up to the one person that's in charge of membership sales and marketing. Let the intern help with that by getting on these social channels and doing some maybe tedious work. Maybe finding out people who you should be following on Twitter or updating your Google Plus page. Make that part of their duty. That's something you don't have time for. Utilize the intern. It, yeah, and you don't have to let them actually put a message out for you. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, other jobs they could do. You know, if, for Twitter, for example, that you can get, you can make them responsible for following people that play your facility, or following new potential customers. I mean, utilizing. We did a blog article a little while ago. You can go to golfwebdesign.com/blog and read the the article we did on Twitter, the Twitter search feature. And they can be finding if you're in, you know, if you're in Chicago. Obviously, it's a little easier because you got millions of people. But if you're in a city or town i guess with with more than you know 100 people in it um you can search twitter for you know people that are playing golf at your competitors courses or wherever they're playing and reach out and follow them and and then allow your marketing team if you have a marketing team or if you're the golf professional is the one doing it um he can be sending the message out but at least all those people are are getting the message so there's tasks that interns could be doing other than actually being responsible with sending your message out right yeah you know they could be organizing some stuff from the back end they could be manually putting in stuff if you're collecting stuff from the first tee that's a good idea yeah i think of creative ways to use their talents rather than just giving them the manual labor jobs that require no thinking at all you know get get creative and that that makes them feel much more useful 
which every employee wants to be, you know? It's utilizing your, your time better. Yeah, that as well. I mean, you know, uh, my man Gary talked to us about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've been preaching that for a while. I was glad to have him uh, kind of mention that on the show of, uh, you know, everyone wastes about 25% of their, they spend 25% of their day wasting time on stuff they shouldn't be doing, which is end up being probably two or three hours a day on worthless stuff that's not helping you. So these are things that can maybe help you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but okay. you know, getting Get back on track. How'd you, how'd we get on that? Tangent? Oh, well, you got the intern <laughs> thing going. Yeah. Oh so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you, get, you know, utilize the interns. Yeah. So anyways, we're talking about email marketing a little bit, Eric. What what are some good practices, just real quick? I know we talked about in the last podcast or another podcast, but what what are just a few good practices, a couple of highlights? Email marketing, don't be too spammy. Offer real things in your, your you know newsletters or whatever your email marketing message is, but maybe offer something real for them where come in on this day and receive you know, buy one, get one free, whatever your special is. Make it real. Don't just put fluff out there. You know, say actually something worthwhile that's going on the course. Say, oh, next week is our upcoming, you know, we're airifying the greens next week, whatever it may be. But you know, limit that communication to max, I, I'd say, once per week. Most. At most, yes. Because, I mean, whew. I think if you put together one good newsletter per month, that's only 12, and, uh, 12 a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone that's real busy... Yeah. You don't have to do it once a week. And your your unsubscribe rates will be much lower. If you start sending people once a week, that's just cluttering their inbox. I know I hate that personally. I'm just going to unsubscribe right away. Well, look at Living Social Group on. I mean, oh, I, those are spammed day. now. I spam Oof. them. Yeah. yeah. Those are so, awful. Um, but anyways, email marketing, it it still has its place. I don't want to I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hate all over it. It's just it has its place, but I think it needs it, you know, it needs to be done tastefully now. Absolutely. Absolutely, very uh, tastefully. And then we do uh, all of our clients. Now we give iOS apps. We actually build them. They're in house, mm-hmm. native apps. We don't half-ass it. And um, we give, we do, we build in push notifications. Mm-hmm. So if you have an app, if uh, if your golf course has an app, and your play and your golfers, um, your customers download that app. Uh, push notifications are enabled to where you can get a message out to their phone. That's, is, that's a terrific yeah. brand new, not brand new, we've been doing it for a couple years now, but it's definitely a different way to get in touch with your customers. And you're going to be getting in touch with your more tech-savvy customers. You're definitely reaching a different demographic of people that have iPhones than maybe your traditional flip phones. So you know, you know, get creative with the marketing messages that you send in those push notifications. And again, you don't want to send those all the time, but the ones you do send, make it worthwhile. Make them, you know, give them a special offer for having the app, whatever it may be. But get creative with the messages you send. Make it intriguing and make them want to click on it and go to the app and read more, whatever, if your news story or something like that. Yeah, so utilizing push notifications, yep. you're going to see that more and more. Yep. I mean, that you know, that, that's going to be the new... Or a different version of email marketing, people are going to get upset at that eventually. So taking advantage of it before people get too ticked off at push <laughs> notifications, or they start blocking your, or they start blocking it. So yep. you know, it's getting in a little bit on the ground floor. Yep. It's still early enough to do that. Um, and then posting to social outlets. Yep, Facebook and Twitter. 
That those Instagram. are the, those are the two big Instagram, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I still think golf courses. We wrote a really nice blog article about Instagram, how golf courses can be using that, and I think golf pros can really be using Instagram as well. You can build a strong following. I know uh, we're seeing now a lot of teenagers are really thinking Facebook is uncool. What's the stat? I saw eighteen to twenty-five demographic. YouTube has passed Facebook in the, in the cool factor. In, in the user, like being what's their, their number one social mm. platform. So Just video, read that earlier this week. Video you can see, is way more engaging. So as, as Facebook with the younger crowds, if that's your, your goal is to get in touch, you know, build your, your junior following, that's the future of the game. You know, realize that maybe they're not on Facebook. Maybe they're on another platform that you can be on too and, and get a, you know, connect with them there. So, like I was about to say, we one of our uh, our customers we talked with, their uh, their teenage child doesn't use Facebook at all. They hate Facebook. They use Instagram as their Facebook, if you want to call it. They comment back and forth and talk to each other back and forth with the comments on uh, the Instagram photos, and that's all they use. So that shows you anything right there where where things are shifting. That cool kids might not be hanging out on Facebook anymore. Well, yeah, Facebook's for old people. But um, the, back to that that interesting um, statistic that I read earlier this week was about YouTube taking over Facebook um, in that demographic is um, what that tells me, if you read between the lines, is Google Plus. Google Plus. Yes. Starting to move yes. and shake a little bit. Yes. In what way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, YouTube is a layer of Google Plus. Of Google. Of, it's well, it's of owned Google. by Google. It's owned case, by Google, but yeah. But it integrates that. with that. So what I'm saying is, is that if you're not on Google Plus... Get on Google Plus. Yeah. Your golf course should already be on Google Plus. It probably is already on Google Plus. We wrote a good article about that as well. Golf Web Design forward slash blog. Let me plug that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just <clears throat> if you're not on these things, you don't realize that you're being disruptive. You know? Did I say that right? You're being disruptive if you're not you're on being, these things. You're being. You're being disruptive. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Did I say that? Hmm. Okay. You don't realize that your that your world is being that the world is being disrupted. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go back so, and listen Nick, to Nick's this. Nick's been talking a lot about string theory lately. Yeah, so. we've been. <laughs> <laughs> we actually were doing that yesterday, but yeah. Um, anyways, you're, anyways, is that your is that things are. Things have changed. I know we drive this home all the time, but things have just changed. And if you're if you're not if you're not doing these things, if you refuse to embrace this stuff, uh, I think you're gonna get you're you're gonna be lost in a few years. Yeah, it's, it's I, just I becoming just, more and more mandatory. You know, yeah, just like websites I mean, were four or five years ago, right? Not everybody had a website. They're like, well, do I really need one? And now, <laughs> well, now don't. most people realize they need a good one. Most people don't have a good one, but they. But they are realizing they should have something much better than they have, and um, it's the same theory though. People didn't think they needed them. They needed them. Same thing right now. 
People don't think they need it. They're going to realize they need these social platforms. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this. It's like video back in the 90s. You know, no one was using video to teach. Oh, yeah, exactly. And now pretty much everybody uses video. And there's always going to be yeah. people that don't and that refuse to. Sure. And there's nothing that says you have to. And it's not for everybody. But anyways. Anyways. Rant, rant. Um, Soapbox. The, but this is a great time of year if you haven't done it already to audit your facility. Yeah. And what we mean by that is taking some time to sit down with your staff if you haven't done this. Um, and we're not saying sit down for an entire day. This could be a half hour. Um, but talk to them about things that they would like to see changed, things that they've been hearing from the membership, um, and, and how to implement those things. And if you've already had this meeting, do a follow-up meeting and finding out, hey, what are we doing on these fronts? What are we doing with email? What are we, who's in charge of that? Who's putting these articles together? Uh, who's collect, are we collecting data? Why aren't we collecting data? Do we need to? Exactly. Um, Perfect time of year to do the audit. I mean, just asking these questions, which most people I think are doing, is just staying on top of it because it can easily get lost in the shuffle because you either, like, you either like to do marketing and advertising or you don't. Yeah. And you if, know, you, if don't, you don't like to do it, find somebody who does like to do it, who, who can pick up on your weakness. That's their strength. So taking the time to audit that and coming with that, uh, coming al- along those lines is, you know, redoing your, I call it propaganda. <laughs> propaganda your, for your, your business. For your business. Okay, let's chat about that a little bit. So, so the materials that you're putting out, that, that would include, I'd say, business cards, flyers, website, anything you post like that. We had a really great uh, talk with one of our clients the other day about they, they realized that their club, they didn't have anybody who was really good at writing copy for their, for their website. And by copy, I mean text, by mainly marketing materials, like for their flyers selling new memberships or for their website. They didn't have anybody who was a strong writer. So they finally got somebody in who was, and they loved the benefits. They, they got really good uh, brochures flyers and marketing materials that all sounded great and were cohesive and now they're getting that person to write copy for their website as well and that is something strong that everybody should kind of audit check their golf course check their whatever your business is your teaching pro make sure all the materials you're putting out there are consistent and not you know telling a different story you want them all to tell the same story and be cohesive so update that and check it out at all that propaganda that you're putting out there and there's creative ways to do that too if you have um you know you can buy stuff online you know like Mm -hmm. flyers and stuff like that templates easy templates if you don't want to go that template route i mean get get creative i mean what about a you know high schools that have um you know that have maybe a, a, a an art program or a marketing program or local colleges that have that um you know, getting in with one of the professors there or one of the teachers and seeing if they can do that as a as a class project. It's free work for you. And, you know, hey, we want to have a, um, you know, a uniform message. So all of our signs, you know, all of our little flyers that are above our urinals or that are in our, in our uh, golf shop or in our golf carts or my business card, um, my, our emails, our, any flyers that we put out in the, news, in the newspaper or anything like this, all of this, all of them look alike. 
It, you know, it's all consistent. it's very consistent. consistent look and feel, and it's <clears throat> you know it's not easy because it takes time, mm-hmm. but it's you know to to change everything, but it's. But it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. I mean, people yeah. want, yeah. I mean, people want that 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 service. I mean, you're fighting now. I mean, especially especially today, you're fighting for those customers. Right. And you want to look like you got your stuff together, like yeah. you're organized. Man, this club or this golf pro, they know what they're doing. They've got their stuff together. They look good everywhere I see them. I mean, I, I'm glad. I mean, we. You said that was a good talk we had with uh, with Justin the other day, and that was. Um, I think a lot of our a lot of people are starting to do this a little bit more. They definitely should be. That, um, that's the way the world is moving. There and just like you said, there all these platforms. You're putting out a message, so you know, especially businesses need to make sure their messages look good and they're all consistent. They're not all over the board, right? I mean, you look. You get something from TaylorMade. I'll plug them. <laughs> um, you get something from TaylorMade, and and you pretty much know it came from TaylorMade. Yeah, you know their brand. Yeah, Absolutely. you know whether it's just a white piece of paper with their logo on it, it's going to be consistent. You know that's true for Titleist or Nike. I'm not Taylor Me doesn't give <laughs> us any money, but um, you know they no matter what company, <clears throat> any big company like that. Yeah, granted they have teams and they have marketing agencies and they have all that kind of stuff. So you know you got to figure out what works best for you. Doesn't mean you can't do it though. Right. You know I mean all it costs you is time. Right. So I like your idea of thinking creatively how to get that. And another idea is find somebody at your club who maybe does that for a living. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody that you know, ask around. Maybe somebody works at a marketing agency or they're a professional copywriter or your local uh, journalist for a newspaper. Maybe he's a freelance a freelance writer on the side and you know isn't uh, strapped down to the, the newspaper all the time so that he can help you with some creative writing. Think of creative ways to find people that can help out with your club that you know, won't break the bank. Love it. Love it. Okay. Another thing we talk a lot of people about is downtime. Downtime. That was another hot topic this winter. So when you say downtime, who's downtime? What downtime? Well, I mean, we talked about, like, uh, you know, golf professional downtime, assistant professional downtime, the the people behind the counter, their downtime. Just downtime. People that are – if you're working in a starter, if a, you know, a lot of the old – starters out out there the rangers will be not they're not listening to this but if they were they'd be mad (laughs) (laughs) but they you know they don't really do a whole lot in my experience you know they drive around the course very few of them yell at people not that they should be yelling at people but you know they're making sure things are going okay and they're smooth and hopefully you know if there's a backup at least they're talking they're trying to make people feel comfortable out there and hopefully everyone has a good starter or ranger i mean that really sets off the the mood you know the round which Mm -hmm. is which is nice but um you know those guys when they're driving around the course or on the first tee utilizing that time of when that group checks in and they say okay you guys are on the tee instead of that starter going back and sitting in the cart and drinking coffee or whatever he's doing you know walking doing a lap around the putting green once an hour maybe and collecting some information you know, you don't have to hound. You don't have to get everybody, but you do that over the course of a season. You're going to get a lot of people. A ton. And you know, and, and most people, especially on the putting green, getting ready to play golf, they're in a pretty good mood. I mean, they're going to give you information. You know, you can find out. And I'll, I'm going to plug Twitter again. Um, 
if you have a place for a Twitter address, right? I'm used to using Twitter as an example. You can do this with Pinterest or any Instagram, anything. And you can start finding out. Let's just say the the starter is has a piece of paper that has this, you know, fill in the blanks basically. And um, you know, Joe Smith is, you know, on the putting green and he's talking to the starter and he gives him his information. And you can start finding out, hey, over this month this month period here, you know, twenty percent of my people that are playing that the starter talked to have a Twitter account. Fifty percent of them, eighty percent of them have a Twitter account, whatever the number is. So then all of a sudden now you can start organizing and um, putting together your marketing efforts based on that information. Got some good statistics. Exactly. We'll so you can on. ask them, hey, what are what is your preferred way of getting information? I know if you asked me, I'd say don't 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 you dare send me an email. I don't 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 even you send me an email, it's not getting opened. Probably it's getting deleted if it's from a business. Basically, you know, I'm not gonna open that unless I, I mean I open Caesar Milan's email. Probably, that, that's you it. personally. That's though. me. Per, well, yeah, that's we me just, personally. We just I'm talked just, about email marketing, but that's you personally. Yeah, I'm not. Ba- I mean, I, I do bash email marketing from time to time, but I understand there's still a need for it today. In five to ten years, maybe not. But I'm saying today there's still a yeah. a need for doing it to a certain extent. But what I'm saying is, I'm getting at Eric is it's is you're gathering information on hey these these people don't have a twitter account they don't have a facebook they do have instagram they do they do prefer email as their preferred method mm-hmm. so what happens is you start getting all these stats as you were saying and you can tailor your marketing efforts to that exactly to that to those numbers so if 50% of your people don't want to get email and you're spending hundred percent of your time and you're only doing email that's a problem right am yeah, I, am not, I just talking about my maximizing okay. your efforts no absolutely okay. <laughs> and that is powerful powerful data to be able to learn okay. that and if you can utilize the downtime of your employees to figure out information like that once you start utilizing that information correctly i mean yeah that's like tripling or quadrupling your marketing efforts once you find out yeah. information like that mm-hmm. that's really powerful stuff and it doesn't take a ton of effort. It takes a little thought. This is downtime we're talking about. Yeah. This, this is this exactly. is downtime. This is, yeah. we're not asking the we're asking the starter to do actually a little bit more work. But if you're paying them ten bucks an hour to to just get, launch people off the first tee and to organize that, yeah. why why he can't he can take a lap? Right. I think most people would be fine with that. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So that's just one way of using some downtime. Yeah, yeah. So you've got tons of employees that that may have this downtime. Between whatever they're doing, if they're just sitting in the shop staring at the wall, you know, figure out creative ways of what they can be doing to help your marketing efforts or to help you know, better connect with your current clients or to get new clients. If I was an assistant golf professional and I was standing behind the counter, I would be writing articles every day. That's just me. Yeah. I, I would have Word open or a text editor or just as simple as an email. And just email it to myself and then do it when I get home. But um, I would be writing a quick article. And when I say article, I mean a paragraph, two paragraphs. It doesn't need to be five pages. This is mm-hmm. a quick article. I would write articles on short game, full swing, club fitting, anything I can think of to do with golf that would benefit people that play our club, whether it's members, uh, 
you know, public daily, you know, daily fees, whatever, whatever your clientele is, yeah. I would be writing articles and, and generating boatloads of content. And it's good to put not just on your website, but everywhere in newsletters around the club, in flyers, and in, in whatever you can use that content anywhere. Facebook posts, Google Plus posts, Instagram, anything. You can get a free. You can go to Tumblr and get a free. If you're an assistant golf pro and and you just get a free blog, you know, go to tumblr.com or something like that and uh, write articles, post them up there, and then push them to to Twitter and Pinterest or wherever else you want to you know, send them to. And you know you can pull in your Instagram feeds and all that, and just you know it, it's just some place to to organize and have content that is searchable on the web, and that you can use down the road. Or if you know you have a you can pull from. So if you have a, a newsletter that you're sending out once a month, maybe you're writing decent enough articles, and you know the head professional there you know lets you put your you know, maybe says, "Hey, okay, you guys, are, you know, you're writing these kind of neat. There's a nice picture with it, and you know, they, there's a, actually a place that it can link to on the web. Um, put that in the newsletter every month. Yep. You know, and yep. and it, it gets you a little exposure, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Carter, you know, says to you, "Well, hey, Billy, I read your, you know, I read your bunker article. You know, I, I never." I never really put my weight forward or whatever your bunker, you know, whatever you were talking about in that article or something like that. It's like, hey, I never really did that. You know, hey, let's go out to the range for a half hour. People don't think that that happens. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. So, so, so downtime. Think of creative ways, like we just said. That's powerful stuff to use. Powerful time. All right. So... I think we, we chatted through quite a few things to get you ready for the 2013 season. Can I say something about photos? Oh, photos. Yeah, sure. I, I've, I, just, I didn't know you were going to cut me off there. I was. Real quick, then. Um, downtime. Golf professional. Every day. I know a lot of golf pros that do a lap around the course at least once a day, at least during the weekend, you know, at least maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or something like that. We'll do a, uh, a lap. You have a smartphone, or maybe your club has a camera. Be take take photos while you're on the golf course when you're out there. Um, if you're out there early in the morning with the superintendent when the lighting is awesome, as Carl talked about, um, take photos. Take or late take in the evening or late evening. Perfect times. Take tons of photos um, and archive them. You're always going to need photos. Very minimal work. Very, very, very minimal work. You don't have to even pencil it in to take photos. You just are on the course. Just take them. Over the month, you'd be surprised how many actually good photos you took, you've taken. So taking good photos, taking staff photos for your website or just to have for reference, whatever it is, taking photos, huge opportunities for downtime there. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning about new technologies. You know, we, we always keep learning, you know, keep, uh, you know, figure out you're like, what the hell is Nick talking about when he talks about Google Plus? What is this Google Plus? You know? Google it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can Google it or you can read our – we have we have blog articles about it. But you could um, – uh, but learn about these things. These, these are, these are very, very simple to understand and they're very simple to learn how to use. It's just um, taking advantage of that, of that little downtime you do have and, uh, you know, keep staying sharp on your game basically. It's just, it's just staying sharp. So – Anyway, exercising the mind. 
And if you haven't listened to Carl Alexander's interview, Carl's, Carl's from the Met section. Out. He's from the Met section. Very good. And his father is a noted photographer that took that shot of Ben Hogan at the U.S. Open 1953, I want to say. Ooh, I, I'm not even going to I think it's the one know. iron even at Marion. I don't know if it's 53. That was really good. I don't know if it's 53. I'm not even, I, I thought it was 51, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. I mean, I'm just spitting information out. It was a one iron. No, it was it, one iron. It was one iron, though. Yeah, it was one iron. Mary Everyone's seen the photo. It's the most Everyone's famous seen. photo. One of the most famous photos. But anyway, his father took that photo, so Carl knows a thing or two about photography, and we talk about that at, at good length in that interview. So if you haven't listened to that, check that out. Yeah, and if you don't want to, I mean, all of our, I mean, we have been super lucky. Every single podcast that we've done so far, um, unbelievable reviews. By the way, I mean, it's for for couple chops here just sitting around talking um some of these interviews have got i mean carl alexander i think is he's in the thousands of listens in like two weeks which is i don't know what he's doing to get that i'm gonna have Pretty to ask him though. i think he's beating gary wow yeah i don't know what their numbers are but they're they're up there in a very short period of time but anyways um all of them are super good so if you get a chance, listen to listen to a few more. You don't really have to listen to us talk because they do a lot of the talking. So that's better. That's they better. convey their knowledge. <laughs> they, they teach us. Yes, exactly. So um, anyways, Eric, I, I will stop ranting. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people learn more and find us? People can learn. Just Google us. Just Google the big golf show. No, you can find us on Twitter. Or we'll tweet on there occasionally. Uh, the Big Golf Show, at The Big Golf Show. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Big Golf Show. And you can find us on iTunes. You can type in The Big Golf Show under the search section, uh, under, under the podcast app. Or just go to iTunes on your desktop. You'll find us on there. And you can also go to our website, thebiggolfshow.com, to listen right there. You can even listen on your mobile device directly from our website. And if you want to follow Eric or myself on Twitter, my handle is at Nick Andreco. Yours. And mine is at Eric Arbay. You can also, it's at the bottom, I think. We it's put at the bottom at the of the bottom of the big golf show. show.com if you want to follow us as well. But you don't have to. No big deal. No big deal. We don't, we don't really say anything that great on there. Too epic. We, we, we talk a lot of tech on there. Yeah, we talk a lot of tech, a lot of web stuff. So if you're into that. If you're into that, you can follow us. If not, don't even. I mean, waste your time, but <laughs> use your downtime better. But um, anyways, that uh, I think that was a good show there. I mean, I answered it basically talked about about what we've been getting phone calls about, what we've been talking to people about. I know it was a quick recap, but it was nonetheless. Spring is coming. Yeah, the spring is coming. <laughs> All right. Take care.